Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. 1 Peter 1 8. Um, we are looking at um, our Christmas message for this year is entitled The Angel, the Star and the Tree. And uh, there it is. And looking at how each one of those specific things is a uh, representation or a um, representation, uh, just because I couldn't think of another word, um, so we'll just say that twice, um, of three aspects of the life of Jesus. And the star represents or signifies, uh, sorry, the angel signifies the anticipation of Jesus, how the angel visited Joseph and Mary separately and said, hey, don't be afraid, but be filled with joy. What's happening is going to be amazing when Jesus comes. So there's this sense of joy around the anticipation of Jesus. And then the star, which we're going to look at today, is a, a symbol of the arrival of Jesus. So when anticipation hits its climax, that's the arrival of Jesus. And with that comes joy. And then the tree is a representation of the aftermath or the effects that flow on from the event of Jesus' life. And we'll look at that at tonight's service. But we're hinging a lot of this on uh, 1 Peter 1 verse 8, which says, Though you have not seen him... You love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. And so here we see that none of us have literally seen Jesus. Um, we might have seen um, artists' renditions of Jesus. We might have seen actors portray Jesus. But none of us have physically, with our own eyes, actually seen Jesus. However, what we read here is that even though we haven't seen him, we can believe in him. And even though we haven't seen him, we can love him. And even though we haven't seen him, we can be filled with inexpressible joy that comes from knowing him. And that is the Christian life. And, and so what I, I want to talk about over this series is how every part of Jesus' life, the anticipation of his arrival, it's his arrival itself, and the aftermath of uh, what happened f- from when he left is all marked with joy. Um, now what I want to say as a disclaimer is that, uh, I said this last week, is I, I know that life is tough for so many people. Um, and, and I'm not going to get up here and make a song and a dance like, hey, everything's awesome, follow Jesus and it'll be your best life forever. No, 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 follow Jesus and you'll have your best life forever in eternity. But until then, we still wrestle with issues and problems and circumstances. But Jesus is the hope we have through those things until all things are made new and we're reunited with him in glory forever. So I don't want to talk necessarily down on a ground level of of the stuff we face face each day and the problems we might have, I want us to bring our our thoughts to a a level above that, which is the level of the truth of the reality of God, so that in the midst of our uh, life level, we have hope to anchor our life to, that we can see a higher way because God's ways are higher, God's thoughts are bigger, and we can trust in Him. And so, um, so last week, the angel, as I said, we looked at how the angel visited Joseph, the angel visited Mary, and said, don't be afraid, it's going to be all good, which we can interpret basically as the opposite is, be filled with joy. It's going to be great. 
And then we looked at how Christmas time, there's the anticipation around Christmas, which brings joy, right? For most people, at least there's that, that lead up of, you know, December 1st, putting up your Christmas tree. Or like I said last week, I think for us it was July 9th, we put up a Christmas tree. Um, because we were just that keen for some sort of joy um, after the year we've had. And so, like, just the, the kids putting the decorations on the tree and, and putting little... We went um, Christmas light looking last night, and uh, it was great. And we, then we drove, after seeing all these amazing things, into our driveway, and we've got, like, one string of lights across our front balcony. So <laughs> like, just turn those off. We're just <laughs> if someone's driving around the neighbourhood and then drive past our house, they'd be like, oh, that's cute. Look at these guys. That's, you know... So, um, but there's that, that anticipation and uh, there's a few, like, if you've driven down Corriedale Drive, that's amazing. Like, the effort that people have gone to, it just creates that Christmas spirit. There's this anticipation uh, which brings this sense of joy and wonder. Um, and, uh, and then we looked at also um, the anticipation in regards to our salvation brings joy. When we hear the good news about Jesus for the very first time and we understand who God is and what God has for us and what God can do in us and how God can transform us, there is something that happens on the inside of us that sparks joy. Where we, we get, we get our, our breath taken away for just that moment of like, oh, wow, God, God could do that? There's this anticipation of God doing something miraculous in our life that brings this sense of joy. So today we're going to the next phase of that and look at the arrival and how the arrival of Jesus brings joy. And this is what the star represents. The star represents the arrival and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But um, we looked at the anticipation of Christmas, putting up the, the decorations, going Christmas light looking and all that stuff. But the, how is the joy that comes from the arrival of Christmas Day? Many people have different um, rituals and, and traditions in their house. Um, for us, I'm not sure what, what your family do, but for us, our kids get up usually between 2 and 2.30 a.m., um, <laughs> roughly, and uh, then it's on, and it's just a massive day for them. But, but for us, our, our tradition is no presents get opened until mummy and daddy have coffee. That's just a rule we have in our house, um, and so we, we do that. And then usually for us, um, Willow wants to be me this year, but I, I like being me because it's fun being me. Um, and I'll be, be Father Christmas, uh, pun intended. And so I will sit there and, and distribute the gifts. And we do it one at a time. I know some families, they just all dive under the tree and it's just like a royal rumble for presents. And that's mine. They're throwing it around everywhere. But we, we have a very orderly house. Um, <laughs> at least in my mind... Leading up to it is very orderly, where well, I will hand out one gift and I'll watch the joy in that particular child's face as they unwrap very carefully as to not damage the paper mummy spent so much time <laughs> folding so neatly in the hope that she can store it and use it again next year. Um, and then they'll be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I get surprised every time. Oh, really? You bought them that? That's, hey, happy Christmas. It's fantastic. I knew that's what you've always wanted. Um, Yes, Daddy's been very thoughtful this year. And then, then that child will be filled with wonder and awe and they'll run and say, Papa, I love you so much, Daddy. Oh, I cannot believe how generous you are. And then they start sharing me with kisses and cuddles and make me a second coffee. And then we go through the second, third child and then we just rotate to all the gifts are given and they give us gifts. So we've got traditions like that. But the, the point is that Christmas Day, the arrival of Christmas, brings so much joy. 
Um, and for me, yes, it's the, I'm not a big, I love giving gifts. Receiving gifts is like, nah, it's okay. But for me, like food, uh, if we're going to be honest, like the food at Christmas is just what I'm all for. Uh, I'm drinking as much coffee as I can to, to you know, wake my body from that 2am start. And then just eating food throughout the day is just awesome. I just love the joy that comes with Christmas. I love, as I said, giving gifts and watching the joy on my children and my wife's face as well. I usually around, I don't know, August, I start listening to hints of what she wants for Christmas and start putting them away in a little file um, that I have so I can just really wow her. Um, And so now I'm building up her anticipation for Christmas morning. Wish me luck. So that's Christmas. And if we go back to the Bible... We go back to the actual event surrounding Jesus' arrival. We see that joy marks his arrival as well. In Matthew 2, verse 10, um, in Matthew 2, we start to see the story of the wise men, how they traveled so far to see Jesus and bring him gifts and things like that to celebrate him. But they see in Matthew 2, verse 10, a star in the sky that signals the arrival of Jesus that he had been born, he had arrived, that the, the prophecies of old had been fulfilled and the anticipation that was, was so uh, prominent around at that particular time that brought this joy was culminated when the star shone and said, hey, he's here and flashed in, I'm not sure if it flashed, but let's just say it did. And, and so they looked at that star signifying the arrival of Jesus and here's their response. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Now, Matthew has gone to great lengths to really use language that helps us get it. Because he could have just wrote, and they they were filled with joy, they were happy. And sometimes we can just read, they go, okay, so they were happy. But then look at the, the, the language. They rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. Like he is just jam-packing that thing full of adjectives so that we understand the, the significance of how they emotionally responded to the arrival of Jesus. That when Jesus came to the earth, joy, exceedingly joy, uh, exceedingly great joy is what was felt and experienced. If we flick to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 1 verse 44, we see John, Jesus' cousin, who at this stage, this is just prior to Jesus' birth, so Jesus was still in womb, John was still in womb um, with his mother, and when Mary came to visit Elizabeth, what happened was John, in Elizabeth's womb, leapt for joy. Now, I would love to have seen that, what that looks like. Like, I've, we've had three babies, so I've seen the stomach morph with kids kicking and little butts sticking out and things like that. But I wouldn't say that any of our kids have leapt for joy. So I'm thinking like, for me, when I, see, when I think about a leap of joy, I'm thinking like an 80s aerobics video where they do a, a jumping, you know, star jump. And it's like, so that inside of, is what I'm envisaging John doing. Just like, boom. So all of a sudden there's like four little things picking out of the stomach. Um, that would be amazing to see. All because Jesus arrived. Mary carrying Jesus Jesus' presence, even in utero, was enough to spark joy 
in John who was also in utero. Now, I'm not going to break that down theologically and see what that, but all I'm saying is from a cursory glance at the scriptures, we can see that when Jesus arrives, joy comes with it. Now, I know that your circumstance might not meet that level of reality, that your circumstances might be tough and tricky and hard and life really sucks sometimes. But the truth is of who God is and what God's done is, is so real for us that we now have an anchor to put our hope in, which is far greater than the reality we encounter. That when Jesus arrives in our life, we have the hope that there is joy even in the midst of our sorrow. There is peace even in the midst of our calamity. And so paralleling this to salvation... So we looked at the, the anticipation of salvation. When we hear the good news about Jesus preached, it brings this joy in us. What could God do? And then when we all, most of us in this room, have had an arrival moment where we have made a decision to follow God. We've made a decision to receive Christ in our life, to follow him and become a Christian. That moment is a joyous occasion. That moment where Jesus arrives in your life and my life is a game-changing moment for us, not just for here and now, but for all of our eternity to come, that we now have a secure future in God because we are now engrafted into his family. And so the arrival of Jesus in our life brings us so much joy because we know now who we are, our identity has been changed, that we are now a son or a daughter of God. And we also now know whose we are, that we belong to the God of all creation, the God of all eternity, the God of the heavens and the earth. We belong to him. He's our dad. Like, my little boy is not scared of anything when dad's around. He can be playing, you know, by the side of the road, which is highly dangerous, and be filled with joy because dad's there, so I'm safe. And so for you and I, that's this, that's this example. That's the sort of the life that we live. We live in life where things go on. But when we know who we are as a child of God and whose we are and who our dad is and the security that comes from that, we should be able to have joy even in the midst of dangerous or tumultuous situations because of knowing who we are in him because when Jesus arrives in our life, it brings joy. In fact, the day, the second, the moment that you made your decision to follow Jesus now, why don't we just do this little exercise? I'm going to wrap this up in two minutes. I'm going to give the band full warning. I'm going to get them up to sing Joy to the World again, so just so there's no confusion. But let's go right now in our mind. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, go to that moment where you made that decision, where Jesus arrived in your life and you began to follow him. Can you go there? Just give me a wave. I'm not going to embarrass you, but give me a wave if you can go to that moment and go, yeah, I can pinpoint that. That was the time. Yep. If you haven't made that decision this morning, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity soon and you can have that moment today. But here's the thing. Whenever that moment was for you, for me it was when I was 16 years of age, so it was about four years ago. I, um, give or take, Maths is not my strong point. I was 16 and I had that moment, that awakening moment. And when you had your moment, guess what happened? You might not have felt 
literal joy. You might not have felt like all these, you know, giggling school kid feelings and emotions. And that's okay. We don't live by our emotions. But here's the reality of what happened at that exact moment where you decided to follow Jesus and he arrived in your life. All of heaven rejoiced. Not some sectors who are a bit more charismatic in their understanding of the gospel, while the traditional brothers and sisters of heaven stood by and were like, hmm, did they choose God or did God choose them? I don't know. It's a little Calvinist joke for you. You're welcome. All of heaven. So, so Revelation describes like billions on billions of angels fill heaven. If we were to do the math of, of Jesus' followers throughout history, we'd be talking probably in the billions as well of people plus angels. All of them at one time the day, the moment, the second Christ entered your life, rejoice. Because when Jesus enters the scene, when Jesus arrives, he brings joy. Because he's the Prince of Peace. And when we're at peace, we can have joy. Because when we're at peace, we don't worry. When we're at peace, we, have, we don't have fear. When we're at peace, we don't have to have these anxieties that cripple us and these fears that trap us. When the Prince of Peace arrives, we have joy because we're free. And he who the sun sets free, the day we get saved, the day we follow Jesus, is free indeed. And all of heaven rejoices. Why? Two reasons. Can't back this up by Scripture necessarily, but this is what I think. They realize that we have discovered the hope we need to, to finish this life well. The hope we have in the midst of a hard life where sin is snapping at our heels, where, where the, the enemy is real and trying to bring us down. And the second thing is, they're in a place that we're going to. And they know what, what we can anticipate. They know what awaits us. Heaven is real. And on the other side of this life, we get to be there with Him. And so when we follow Jesus, and Jesus arrives in our life, we get that, that ticket, that seal, that security, which is amazing. So the star is just a symbol, just to signify the arrival of Jesus. The angel, just in this series, it's a symbol, the anticipation of Jesus brings joy. The star signifies the arrival, which brings joy. The tree, which we'll look at tonight for our online service, represents in John 15 how we are engrafted into the vine or the tree of God's family. We are secure. And when we know that we are grafted into that particular DNA, that heavenly DNA of God, that brings us joy. And that is the aftermath of what happens on the other side of the event of us encountering Jesus and Him arriving. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.